Amen. I love this. This is what family does. You know, healthy family actually likes seeing each other. And I want to actually talk to you about family today. For those that don't know me, my name is Sean. I'm one of the pastors here. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, today I'm going to have a conversation with you all. And I, I want to give you a little bit of heads up because I'm going to be talking about some things that in our culture, hopefully not like in this culture, but in our general culture, um, this would be considered a minefield that not many people would want to go into. And so if, as I'm communicating, you're like, okay, just hold on, understand that I love you, right? I love the church, I, I'm, and I'm talking from a place of love so that we can see something, right? I want God to talk to you about something in a way that maybe you haven't seen it, because if you are tweaked, it's probably because you're not seeing something that you're designed to see, and, the, and, and we're designed to go to a healthy place of family. So that's, that's what the goal is. So let's talk about family. You know, um, when you look at Scripture, it's interesting that the context of Scripture is always written in the sense of healthy family existing, or the, fa- the nuclear family is a part of reality. Okay, so let me say it a different way. When you look in the Old Testament, right, you, you see God communicating in the context of building family, like, and so you have a family, and you are going to be blessed in your family when you follow him. If you find it so difficult to follow God, then you're opening up the door for curses in your family, right? And so you, you see this dynamic of God wants you to be blessed in family, but in the same way you can have this abundance of blessing in family, you can also have abundance and cursing in family. Right? And I think we see that in our reality today. And, and so when Jesus shows up on the scene, he, the, the same context of family being a part of the fabric of Jewish life is the life in which he's talking from. Right? And then he's, now he's introducing us, like he, he's introducing the people beyond the natural family. He wants to introduce the concept of sphere, spiritual family. Because there, he, he recognizes there's a conflict if my natural family doesn't walk with God, doesn't know God the way God actually knows, desire to be known, right? They can't necessarily help me navigate into a spiritual reality, right? And so go ahead and bring up this, this scripture here. So you find this in Matthew 12. And so he's, Jesus is talking to his disciples and his disciples, you know, like his mom and his brother at the door, and they're knocking at the door, and like he's he's in this conversation, he's he's being Jesus, you know, asking really good questions, being very rabbinical in nature, right? And and they go, hey, hey, your mom and your your brother are at the door. And listen to what his response is. Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Then he pointed to his disciples and he said, Look, these are my mother and brothers. Anyone who does the will of my Father in heaven is my mother, excuse me, my brother and sister and mother. So he introduces them to the concept of, look, you think the family, your, your, your natural family is so important, right? Because everything was tribal. Like, we, I got my family's my tribe, 
right? And then my greater family's my bigger tribe, you know? And then we like, I, I'm Irish, so, you know, somewhere like way, 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 way back, right? Like way back, right? But, you know, we're, we're clannish, right? But that's like the way the world was. That's, that's how you saw things, right? And there's ways of doing things in our family. Like we do things a certain way, whether or not God agrees with it or not. Right? God doesn't even play, you know, play a role in determining that. That's us, right? And so he's addressing that. Like there, there's a spiritual family that you're designed to step into that's family. Here's the rub. What if we don't know how to do family well? Can I know how to do spiritual family well if I don't know how to do natural family well? Because isn't the natural family, isn't that the the kind of, the vision of it, isn't that the prototype? You see, you see the problem? See, I don't know about you, right? I am a child of the 60s, right? And as a child of the 60s, divorce was part of the, was, the, was becoming part of the lexicon of relationships. Now, before that, oh, no divorce, no divorce. You didn't do divorce. It happened, but you, that wasn't okay. But in the 60s, we started changing all that, right? Had all kinds of things come into our culture that made it easier, right? And we we're going to make choices around it. And so I experienced divorce. No one's trying to hurt my family. Like, my, my dad wasn't trying to be a knucklehead. He just was, right? He, he, he passed away, and he was my stepfather. I had a very rough, rough relationship with him, but like, uh, it, I look back and I go, man, the guy was a mess, right? He was literally a starving actor in, in LA area, literally. That's what he was, you know? And there was some, I had some good times with him, but I had a lot of times with him, right, where, where parenting was yelling really, really loud and being very angry, right? And so, he, he left my life when I was 11, got scarred from that. I could spend the whole 45 minutes just talking about that, but I'm going to spare you. It took a long time for God to heal me from some of that stuff, right? I, I brought that after, I, like, I came into the church when I was 19. I got filled with the Spirit of God, but you know what didn't happen when I got filled with the Spirit of God? All that pain and the way of seeing that I operated in from that pain still existed in me even after I had the Holy Ghost, right? I, I, I wish God just took it all, but I'm finding out, didn't do it with me, doesn't seem to do it with anybody else. Like, we actually have to work through, God, why am I offended? Why am I hurt? What's going on? What's broken inside of me? God, I need to give you permission into that part of me also to heal it. So there's a healing process to take place. Now, as I, unfortunately for my son, right, he got to experience what my parents gave me before I figured out how to do it better. And I, I, I was really good at giving that away to him. Like, I, could, I brought angry to a very artistic level. There were some days my house looked like Swiss cheese. Just saying. Not bragging about it was some of the worst things I've ever done in my life. Never hit my wife, never hit my kids, God, like that. I would hit the wall, which was better, right? 
definitely better. Right? The wall didn't call the police. But I'm just letting you see inside of me so that you understand. Like, I understand, right? Now, my wife is awesome, okay? I didn't pick my wife knowing I picked a gem, right? God actually chose her for me. That's a long story. I could spend a whole other subject, like, going over that, Okay? But being a man, I, I don't know, there was something about her just like, uh. right? I pursued her. I didn't know why. I just knew I didn't want to live without her, right? And fortunately for me, I picked a virtuous woman. Fortunately for me, I picked a very patient woman. Fortunately for me, I picked a, picked a woman. <laughs> okay, so I'm a pokey in the eye. Get ready. I picked a woman that didn't understand women's lip. Because if she did, she would have left me. You are awesome. <laughs> but she gave me space to learn how to be a man. I'm just going to let that sink in for a second. Do you think men know how to operate as men just because they're a man? It doesn't work that way. Understanding masculinity and how to operate in masculinity, there's no book on it. Only healthy men, only healthy men can teach boys how to be healthy men. If you don't have a healthy man doing it, the man doesn't know how to do that, right? And we've jacked our men up. See, see I'm going after families. Like, you're designed to operate in a healthy family. Like, your natural family should be healthy. Like, it's designed to be healthy. God died. Jesus came so that you could have healthy family. You might not come out of a healthy family, but he died so that you could be healed in the way you think, in the way you see, and how you operate, to operate out of love and kindness and goodness and patience and temperance, all the fruit of the Spirit, right? When you combine that with masculinity, you can have a healthy family. But that's, that's what he died for, a healthy family. But he also died that as a church, we know how to do family. Could it be that our church culture right? Not so much this one, but this one too. But the church culture in, in, in general is a consumer model. It is like a business service consumer model. See, we're going to provide you a really good experience so you'll come back and you won't go to the competition. Only this section's laughing. <laughs> Probably because that was painfully true. See, because see, if we don't do it in a way that you agree with, you might leave. See, if I don't get, if I don't get it exactly the way I want, right? And so, like, there are far too many ministries not operating from based off of what God's saying, I want you to operate this way. Like, they're not necessarily hearing his voice around that. The voice that they hear is, we've got to do it a certain way. The lights, the sound, the smoke, 
the presence of God. Make sure you bring the presence of God. And all those things are awesome, but they're not the point. If we can't do family, we go home, we struggle through the week, we show back up for the fix, and we go through it over and over again. Why? Because we're looking for something we're not getting. What are we not getting? We're not getting what it means to operate in a healthy way that is expressed in relationships, and those relationships are worked out in family. And if you're not stepping into those relationships and saying, I have got to figure out how to operate my best version of me with other people, I can't find the fulfillment I'm designed for. Let's go back to family. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. How many people, don't raise your hand. How many people, like, your family life was torture. You couldn't wait to leave. So how would you know what healthy family looks like? Like, just the idea of me saying, hey, let's join a small group so we can learn family together. You're probably going, why would I do that? Right? That would be a natural response. Why? Because that's a, the word family is associated with pain. That's what we're fighting against. Like, we don't know how to do it anymore. It's some, I don't know what happened. It, it left us somehow. Somehow our culture moved away from healthy family. And we're at the point now where, where our kids, right, the ones that are coming up right now that are in their teens, they're completely lost. They have no idea. Unless they come from a family that has like that as their focus, their whole world around them has trashed family. That's what we're up against. Like, we, we, like I don't have enough of it, and, and, and now the culture isn't working with us anymore on family. It's working against us on family, right? And then I have children, and it's working against us on family, and I can't give them everything, and the culture's not giving them nothing, right? And then now they're having, my kids are having kids, and, and they're, my grandkids, right? They don't have enough of understanding of family, and their culture is not only not giving them anything, it's, it's actually telling them things to destroy it. That's where we're at. That's the reality. I wish it was different. But this is where we're at. But if we're going to fight for something, like do we understand what we're fighting for? Do you understand why we talk about identity the way we talk about it? Do you understand why we talk about hearing the voice of God the way we talk about it? The reason, like the manifestation of that reality in our life, of us becoming who we're designed to be, should show up in us doing relationships. Right? That's how it's supposed to show up. It's not okay. I know, like, for me, this is not okay that we can settle for anything less than having great relationships. I know Dwayne. I know the leaders. We talk about this. This is what we go after. But do we agree on this? See, because once we do, once we, like, say, you know what, Sean, you're absolutely right. This is where we run into a bigger problem. Get ready. I'm going to poke you in the eye again. 
See, now I have to do something about it. See, because, like, if I haven't operated in healthy relationships, right, most of the time this is how I think. It's your fault. If you would just be better at relationships, I'd be okay. Well, if you wouldn't have said that, I would be okay. Well, if you would have done it this way, I'd be okay. Well, if you don't recognize, like, what I'm saying as being a problem, I'm talking to you, <laughs> right? You're not designed for that because, like, uh, what I've discovered is, like, it's not up to my wife to make me happy, right? If she does something a little off because I don't understand her, she's a mystery to me. Like, she's female. It's a, if you don't know, women, if you don't know, you're expecting men to understand you. It ain't gonna happen. They're men. If they were female, they would understand you. Now, we can, we can get closer to understanding you as we have conversation and, and you enlighten us, but if you expect us just to know, it ain't ever going to happen, right? You literally have to tell us, this is what I need. This is how I'm experiencing life right now with you, right? If you don't say it, it's not on our radar. Where was I? <laughs> A key component for this to happen right now is the restoration of masculinity. Now, I'm going to say this. I said this once before, and my son came back to me and said, whoa, that was rough. You should have said that a little softer. And I'm like, no, I'm okay. Masculinity is not toxic. Okay? Control, manipulation, right? That's toxic. Right? That's toxic whether it's masculine or feminine. Right? Now, it might not be as loud and violent as if it's feminine, right? <laughs> but it's just as damaging, right? You know, men will, ah, right? Women will be like, oh, just between the third and fourth rib. You're laughing because you know it's true. Right? But, and we live in a culture where the offended, hear, hear me, the offended have set the agenda for the public discourse. Right? And I completely understand why. Men have done a great job of messing things up. I agree. But if you throw masculinity out the window, which we've done, how is that working for us now? It doesn't work. Like, like, you don't get to choose, you know what, I don't need men. Forget it. I don't need, we don't need men anymore. Okay, let me know how that works out because the family will never work. It just doesn't. Society will completely break down. And if you don't know why, I'm going I'm to say this because he, he was showing me this. Just think about this on the natural level. Who built this? There's some women that'd be like, well, of course women could do it. I'm like, yeah, they could. They just don't. They don't want to. Does anybody disagree with me? I'm coming from a place where I, I, my son and, and, and I helped him out with a company that was a concrete company. We had two women on our team. 
people came from other teams, right? We were working on I-35. We had a state contract. People came to see us. They couldn't believe we had actually two women on our team. Why? Because nobody, there's no women that wants to concrete. That's a crazy hard job. How many women are bricklayers? Right? How many women are like, I'm for women's rights. I want equality. We should have 50% representation of women in bricklaying. Who does that, right? They don't want that. Why? Because they don't want to lay bricks. I completely understand. But there's a nature of men. You know what men do? Men build things. It's just like, like it's, it's in them. You release a man to be a man, he will build something. Honey, what can I build for you? Oh. And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> the house is fine. Right? But that, it's in them to build things. It's in men to protect. Men want to protect you. You know, unfortunately for us, the Vikings aren't attacking anymore. Right? So men don't have a job. Right? I guarantee all the women, all the women across the United States, if the Vikings were on our shore and were going to take us over, the, the women would look at all the men. You need to be as masculine as you can right now. Right? That's the inherent nature of being a man. Like, there is a place for masculinity, but we've like grown out of it for some reason. Right? Like, we're so imbalanced that we don't know what to do. Like, the men in this room, all right, I am not going to ask you guys to say amen, okay? I love you guys way too much. <laughs> I can tell you, if I ask them the question, do you feel like you're being attacked? all the time in this culture. They would be like, yeah, pretty much. You know the irony? Women might not agree with me. I don't know. I'm a man. I can't help but see this, right? And you might be like, Sean, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm okay with that. The irony is that women have set themselves up with power and if you don't think men, that women have the power now, how in the world are you going to convince all the men to give up their masculinity if you don't have power? Just think about that. You've convinced men not to be masculine. Don't tell me you don't have power. Right? I know my wife is powerful. Right? There are times when she can... Right? Women have power. It is not the same power as men. That doesn't mean it's not power. And women have taken their power now and abused men. And so the thing they despised, they've actually done in the feminine form. The irony of that. Think about that. That's just crazy to think about. So then the question, like, I appreciate, I love you guys so much. <laughs> no, no, actually, this is literally me thanking you because, like, just saying this, I was like, we were making jokes, jokes about for our security team to keep all the guns out. We don't shoot, we're not going to shoot the messenger today, right? 
Because like this is something that potentially, I, like if, it, if I was just out in the street talking about this, I, I literally could have things thrown at me. So thank you. Like I, that, the fact that you're receiving this, I'm like, ah, 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 thank you, Jesus. <laughs> See, so when we know this, when we recognize like this is what we're fighting, this is, this is the thing that's working against us, the culture of the church, the culture of this church, remember the church is not the building, the church is us, right? How do we now allow God to talk to us about what it's like to go after healthy femininity, healthy masculinity, and be able to support that across? You know, because going back to the building, men built the building, women decorated the building. Right? If it was up to me to decorate the building, I would be like, oh, this is a good picture. Make it look like this. You know what I'm saying? That, that would be it. That, that, and most of men are like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's a good color. Like you go, you go through when we were painting, right? Sister Lowe and some of the other women, yeah, what she this, what this. Guys are, she, she'd be like, so what do you think of this? We'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Didn't matter what you said, we were like, yeah, 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 yeah. We had no opposing opinion. We didn't have any opinion. No preference at all. It could be cement floors. We would be cool. You know, no color. It would be cool. Hey, when you put color on it, we're going, yeah, we like that. Right? It's just, the, it's just like we, we can't do this without you. You bring things we cannot bring. Like God's made this so we're like, and, and, and understand this, like, I'm not going to use the word stupid. I'm really trying hard not to use the word stupid, okay? Men are knuckleheads a lot of times, right? You would be a knucklehead as a man if you're thinking, I don't need a woman. Right? And I'd be like, dude, you do not know. You need a woman more than you think. You know, men get together, they call it a fraternity. Right? If you've ever been to anything like that, you know that, man, we could go off the way on the deep end. It needs a female touch to bring us back to reality. You know, we need women because there's something women have we don't have that you cannot have relationship, you cannot have family, you cannot have fruitfulness, you cannot, you cannot do what we're designed to do as men without women. Women are like, of course. But the converse is also true. Women, you need men. Not because like, you're not enough. right? That message is, you're enough. right? But you're not complete without a man. Now, if that bothers you, I'm sorry. I didn't make you. I didn't make men either, but at least we admit it, right? Like, we know, well, we need women. You know? It's okay to recognize, like, the completeness of who we are comes in both sexes together. We do much better when we complement each other and we recognize, like, the value in the other. Like, and it's work. I understand it's work. It's, why? Because, like, remember I said that most men don't know women? Men, women, I know you don't agree with me. You don't know men. You don't know men. You think you know men. But you don't really know them. Why? Because you don't think like them. 
and we don't tell you what we think. <laughs> it's, it's almost a conspiracy, right? We don't want to let you know us, right? Because we're afraid if you really know us, you'll be like, you need to get out of here. There's some truth to that. The men are like, eh. right? There's some insecurities that we have as men that, like, we, oftentimes, like, we're not necessarily secure in our masculinity in the way we operate, and we see the faults in us. Women do the same thing in a different way, right? But we don't respond emotionally about it typically. We just deal with it. We suck it up, you know? And there is some benefits, like, Men bring something. I want you to understand the value of what men bring. And men, I, I, I'm specifically talking to the men right now, too. You ever heard the, the, the term cowboy up? If you're from the East, and if you're from the East, you probably never heard that. Right? Cowboying up means do the hard thing. It needs to be done. Get it done your opinion about it, how you feel about it, whether the weather's good, whether it's time is right, you just do what you need to do. Right. When I was part of this company, I'm from California, Southern California. I was a skateboarder. Cowboy Up wasn't part of my lexicon. But when I did this construction company with my son, I met men who were like, men. They cowboyed up every single day. There's something about that. We don't have enough of that. Now, there is a pose, like, there's a way of cowboying up that we tend to do that doesn't include God, and that's not what I'm talking about. I am talking about, though, that there are some things that need to be done just because they need to be done, and if you don't do it as a man, it ain't going to get done. And it's not okay that it's not done. Your family, your natural family, needs you to cowboy up sometimes. It's just the way it is. I guarantee you, your wife, the women in our lives, will never say, no, don't cowboy up. Just let it go. It's the way it is. You know, that ability to learn how to do that, you know where boys learn that from? They learn it from their dads. Or, in my case, I learned it from the Army, which I'm very grateful for. But I learned how to cowboy up there. See, Women, as much as you want to, you cannot raise men. You can help raise men. You can have vision for a man, and you can actually help them move in the right direction. Right? But unless you actually get out there with them and be a man, you're only talking to them in the direction of what it looks like. You're not actually being it. And so our young, our boys... We need to bring that back into our family. There are some things, there's another trait of men. I mentioned building things. 
right? Building things is huge. When it needs to be built, someone has to cowboy up and build it. That's another trait men naturally bring to the table. Now, of those two traits, right, you put both of those together, this is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have a confrontation with our men right now. If that's true in the natural, is it true in the spiritual? This, this breaks my heart. That I even have to, that we're even at the place that we would have this conversation. The spiritual family, the church, needs men to understand who they are for us to have success in a spiritual family. There are some things that need to be done because they need to be done. Protecting the family in the spiritual realm is an attitude and a determination that I am not going to let the enemy get away with tearing up my family. I'm not letting the Vikings come in. And I'm going to build the house, and I'm going to build my kids. I'm going to build the young ones that are coming in. I'm going I'm to help build up the women. I'm going to help build up the young ladies and let them know that they're secure in the place that they are. I'm going to build everything that I can build because it needs to be built. And if it's not built, it's not going to exist. But I'm talking about the family. See, only in a spiritual family will the men take up that call. In a consumer church, they don't have to. That's the problem we struggle with. We've created a system of doing church that we've all agreed to that doesn't get us where we want to go, but we don't know how to get there, and we've never actually spent the time to like, God, what are you saying about this? Who am I actually, and am I willing to put the determination, my, apply my will to I need to learn who I am. I need to operate in identity. I need to like learn patience and kindness, and I, lead, I need to interact with people. I need to like let it be messy. And, and step into it and let it be messy. And then, God, what's going on? How am I supposed to operate in this? How do I keep my love on, which is an excellent small group? How do I keep my love on when, when people are poking me in the eye, recognizing they're poking me in the eye because they don't know how to not poke me in the eye? And, and, and how do I keep going after it? How do I, like, God, I want to learn who I really am to step into that identity because I'm designed to give away life, I'm designed to build family. I'm designed to protect family. I'm designed to help raise up the young ones to become who they're designed to be because this is more than just me because when I do it, it's a blessing from generation to generation to generation. See, this is how the church is actually built. The church isn't built by us becoming 1,000, 10,000, 50,000. That's not how the church is built. It is amazing the energy you can have in those girls. And, I, and I, I'm, not, like, I'm not like railing against them. If they can do that at the same time they're building family, like, what's the church, Georgia? Highlands, Alabama. If, if you know me, you'd be like, oh, that's Sean. I, 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 this little epiphany came to me the other day. I'm like the nutty professor. You know, I'm just like, anybody who knows me knows a lot. Yeah, that's, that's kind of Sean. Oh, so, thank you. This is how, I'll tell you how much of a family we are. 
This is going to illustrate just how much of a family is the leadership group, right? You don't know this, right? But they know this, and I've apologized for this, right? But last week, you know who was supposed to do the little prayer after the first song? That was me. You know where I was? I was in the parking lot talking to a guy about bridges I built. I'm just like, you know, completely lost track of time. I walk in, we're in the second song. I'm like, you know, fortunately, the other elder over there, like, covered this elder, you know, came to the rescue. But you know what? Like, I, I, I didn't show up and they're like, bad Sean, bad Sean. Don't you ever let that happen again. Right? They, they were like, yeah, you know what you did. Huh? I'm like, yeah, I know what I did. Right? Because we're like family. family like, Dwayne is okay for it being a little messy. Now, that doesn't mean there's no accountability. That doesn't mean, like, we don't, like, we have to be a better version of ourselves. We can't just tell ourselves it's okay to, to like, I can just keep doing this stupid, I, I'm sorry. I, I knew I wasn't going to make it all the way through it. You know, I can't keep doing stupid things, right? I can't let myself, but, like, I'm going to, like, as a family, we're going to go, hey, you're better than this. See, what I see in you is more than this. You are more than what you're allowing yourself to be. See, that's what family does. And the nurturing, the feminine side of helping things grow is part of it. That's the nurturing side. But then there's also the side that we don't want to hear. is, hey, it's time to cowboy up. When we can bring all of that, we're going to get to where we're designed to be. Go ahead and give me some music because we need some music. I mean, it's incredible. See, it is truly a God thing. It is 11.15, and I'm already landing this thing. This is crazy. I didn't know how it was going to, like, I don't have a specific way that I felt like God was saying, do this. It was more of, He's asking us to agree around something. Like the stuff I'm talking about, the family thing, that's what we're going after. Not because we think it's a great idea, but it's got that God is saying this is, has to happen. Like success is based off of this. This is what success is. This is success is not, not whether or not you decide to come in and, and, and show up on Sunday. That's not success. We want you to be here. We want you to be a part of what we do on Sunday because Sunday's an open door and a gateway into experiencing, hey, what is this church about? Like, what, what are you guys doing? What is God talking to you about? What, what does it mean to be in new life? Right? We recognize that's what Sunday's for. But if you think showing up on a Sunday is the goal, it's not the goal. The goal is learning how to do family, this family, being involved in each other's lives with all the mess and all the stuff that's just not right and, and, and people doing stuff that you're just like, really? And then recognizing that, you know, I'm designed to bring in love and long-suffering and gentleness and kindness and goodness and temperance and, and the God residing inside of me is designed to be able to help me navigate me so that I can be one that gives out this fruit 
so that the person I'm doing life with can also discover what it's like for them to be who they truly are. That's the point of all this. If we're not doing that, we're not doing church. We're not. We're settling for something less than what we're actually called to. This isn't enough. I, I couldn't say it in strong enough terms. This isn't enough. We're designed so that, you know, we might not be able to, to, the family we come out of, right? We might have to move away from that family to step into a spiritual family, right? That might be where it starts out at. But I can tell you that if we'll step into the spiritual family we're designed for, we're going to be able to reach back into our family and bring spiritual things. And we can bring the spiritual family to our natural family. But what we need now, most of all, is we need to bring a natural family to our spiritual family. We need to learn to do life together. Right? I am not the ministry. Dwayne's not the ministry. The elder's not the ministry. The directors are not the ministry. You're the ministry. When you step into who you are, like what's going to come out of you is God's stuff. Miraculous stuff. When somebody in the small group is sick and in the hospital, you'll be like, I need to go. I got something to bring. I want to go and pray with them. I want to go and expect them to be healed. Because it's just going to come out of you. The prophetic word just comes out of you. You're praying for them. They get healed. It comes out of you. But we don't know each other enough. We haven't learned to become who we're designed to be. And the field, the field of growing is in relationships. It is not just me and Jesus. Please stand. So let's just take a moment. I'm going to lead you through a hearing exercise. This is, something, this is something we do in freedom. We believe everybody is designed to hear the voice of God, to either see visions around things, to hear, to have a knowing about something that's you know it's coming from outside of you, it's not you, right? And I, and I know as we step into this, this is gonna be difficult for some of you, and that's okay. This doesn't mean anything about you. This is a spiritual skill for the lack of Better verbiage. You know, Bob Hemp, who does a real good job of helping us understand this, right? He, he says it this way, you're a radio. You're designed to be a radio. Radio pick up radio waves. They don't make the radio waves. The radio waves come from somewhere else. It comes into the radio. Everybody knows what radio is, right? Just, just checking. Another 10 years, we're not going to be able to use that analogy anymore. Radio waves come to the radio. The radio receives the radio waves. It works inside the radio, and it broadcasts from the radio. The voice of God coming to you, you don't have to generate it. It's already out there. I was talking to a wonderful woman the other day, just yesterday, and she was like, you know, God just like brought me here and made me get out of the car. You know, and my response to her was, I know you hear the voice of God. Sometimes that's what it's like. 
So if you don't recognize anything right away, it doesn't mean anything about where you're at. But I do want you to ask the question. Okay? So I'm just going to lead you in a question. So just close your eyes and just relax and like recognize that, man, God loves me so much. His desire for my life is wholeness, is abundance of life, is overflowing life, is to be fully healed in every aspect of my life. That's what his desire for me is. So God, I want to give you permission to talk. Is there something about today's message you want to talk to me about? Just ask him that question. Is there something about how I see the feminine or how I see the masculine? How I see family? Is there something about my own fear and my own pain that I've experienced in family? Is going after family that important? Just talk to me, God, about those things. Help me to see it the way you see it. Help me to see relationships the way you see it. Give me the courage to go after both inside of me and outside of me takes for relationships. Amen. Amen, amen. So they're going to sing a song. If you're visiting and, and you're like, wow, this is different, feel free, guests, you're free to go. If you've got family things going on, we're not going to hold you, but we're going to sing a couple of songs and just worship him. And if you're just feeling something right now, just feel after him a little bit more. Let God talk to you some more.